Local Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 61 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me the amazing Rachel Writer, brand stylist and mentor. Rachel works closely with flourishing online entrepreneurs to create heartfelt brand personalities that attract dream customers and align with a purpose-led vision through her one-on-one services at Hopscotch Branding Studio. She's also the founder of her signature brand foundation and strategy program, Brand Alchemy me and monthly membership, The Branding Hub, which guides and supports passionate women in business to cultivate an authentic and intentional brand. When Rachel isn't creating and mentoring, she's raising four daughters with her hubby, Matt. She's addicted to coffee, but she's a passionate tea lover and takes pleasure in the simple things like warm sand between her toes or curling up with an epic novel. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel. Thank you so much. That was almost a novel in itself, that introduction. (laughs) Almost was. And I think that we can actually add something to this now. Not only are you raising four daughters, but you're raising something else as well. Yes. Our fur baby, Kenzie, (laughs) has joined the the ranks. (laughs) Now, we were just talking about dogs before we came on the podcast and all the dog lovers out there will really understand this, especially Mm -hmm. when your dogs are so young and they're like puppies. It's like having another toddler another baby in the family isn't it it really is and our youngest girls are eight now so it's been a while since we've had a baby (laughs) and yeah our beautiful um older dog unfortunately passed away last year so we had you know she we'd had those mature dog years for a long time and so Mm -hmm. when we had her as a puppy we didn't have kids either so um this is a little different (laughs) experience (laughs) if you don't laugh you'll cry (laughs) and that's so true that's so true we were just swapping uh puppy stories before we hit record and yeah it's it's definitely a journey in itself but speaking of journeys Rachel let's just talk about you for for a second Mm -hmm. and I would love for you to let my listeners know a little bit more about your journey how you got to where you are today because I know that once again before we hit record and we I should hit record earlier shouldn't I yeah you were talking about um the fact that you have an arts and marketing uh degree as well so just mm. just let us know a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I guess in relation to my work life, I wanted to be a graphic designer since I was 12. Mm. Um, before that, it was a ballerina and a children's author illustrator. So that's I still haven't put that one to rest. That's something that I still in the back of my mind, but I went with the graphic designer. <laughs> um and so, yeah, I finished school and I toddled off to uni and I got my degree and we were like, I was from the Sunshine Coast. So I dabbled, I had a few part-time jobs there in sort of web design and that sort of thing, but there was nothing really earth shattering to progress my career. So 
uh, off I went to the big smoke. So I moved to Brisbane and I was working uh, in a publishing firm. So um, they were also a printing press. So they were, they published magazines. So I sort of, that was where I really got my start and I learned a lot there and I fell in love with print. Like I love print media. I love like the smell of like a freshly printed magazines. Like sometimes <laughs> I will go into the news agent with the girls and I'll just pick up a magazine and flip through the pages and just smell it. And they're like, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> it just smells so good. Um, and it probably just takes me back to those days as well. But yeah, and fast forward, I guess a little bit, like I worked in some beautiful boutique agencies. I had a lovely um, mentor at one point who was running a boutique design agency out of the loft in her house. And I was newly engaged at the time and she had two young girls. And like, to me, she was just killing it. Like she was living, I was kind of opened my eyes to the idea of having a business at home um, while you raise your family. And obviously I was sort of like, that's where I was heading. Like we we were about to get married and I'd always wanted to be a mum. So it was never like an, an, decision to make it was just it was going to happen and like I loved my work so I was like okay how am I gonna how am I gonna do this and so I had already sort of started freelancing for some friends and family and trying to make a little business on the side I guess but yeah she she probably changed it all for me um and she never she never really got to know that but yeah to have that that person that you look up to and um I think is really special so yeah anyway then then off we moved again and um, I worked in magazines again for a while while I was building my side hustle. Um, and fortunately, it got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I was working full time and I was coming home and working for hours for clients. And I thought, I said to hubby, I'm going to make a go of this. And I quit my job. And I did in the meantime, like while I was still building my client base, went and got my um, certificate for in training and assessment. So I never knew what I was going to do with that, but it, it helped me to learn how to teach, obviously. And I had I've been offered a position at a local TAFE, but we were moving. So unfortunately, I couldn't, couldn't take that path. And I always sort of thought, well, what am I even going to do with this thing? <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I think it was just to give me another option at some point. But anyway, so that business went okay. I was sort of mainly offering general graphic design services and branding as well included in that. But I was just doing all the things like annual reports and flyers and you know in that era um, we didn't have Canva so small business owners were outsourcing a lot and that's the type of work that I was doing so I had a lot of retainer clients um, which was you know I used to call it my bread and butter then I had my babies and you know it gets to this point where you have your babies and it's all fine while they're little and they're squishy and they stay in one place and yeah you're tired but they do sleep a lot so I was able to manage my client load but it got to the point with my first baby that I kind of said to my husband I either need to put her in daycare because we didn't have family nearby um, to keep up my workload or I stop taking new clients and I focus on being a mum. and I went with my heart and so I pulled back on the business and I, I'm getting really emotional about this because I'm just high-fiving my past self for doing this because I know now how fast it goes. I'm so glad that I did that. So I was still working and I was still doing what I loved, but I was also able to be the stay-at-home mum that I always wanted to be. Um, so then anyway, so then we ended up having four babies. And at that point, I had to stop working completely because it was just... 
it, yeah, it, for a few complications and things. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is not going to work. So, um, so I just decided to take some time off. And so two and a half years later, oh my goodness, this is a long story. <laughs> but this is like part of my, my journey, I guess. And it's, it's nice to revisit, but I, I knew I wanted to do something meaningful. I didn't want to just restart my old business. I wanted to do something that I really, truly loved because I knew that starting a business was going to take my time away from my family. So it needed to be something purposeful um, so that they, like, I wanted to to show them what it looks like to be able to to do something meaningful in the world, but also still be that present mum that means so much to me. So, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't even know if I wanted to do design anymore. But anyway, I sort of just let it sit. Like I didn't rush into anything because I knew I had some time. Um, and yeah, and then I I had sort of heard this voice one day say, "What did you really love about your other, like your old business? Like, what was the thing that you loved the most?" And and that, then it hit me. I was like, "Well, branding. Like, I just loved branding, and I loved working with female-founded businesses to create something from nothing." So, so that was it. And then I did it. <laughs> amazing, and um, what an amazing journey. And I'm just going to pull out a few things if I can, Rachel, from yeah. from that. That I feel story. like I talked forever. <laughs> But it was really interesting, and I'm sure that a lot of my listeners will be able to resonate with parts of that story as well. Yeah. The first one I think is around, and once again, we spoke about this before we hit record, the season mm. of life yeah. and how your uh, career, your entrepreneurial journey has mm. ebbed and flowed in yeah. line with that season of life as well. And I think that that's such a powerful decision to make. It's one that a lot of us don't necessarily Mm -hmm. make. And in the end, we put a lot of additional pressure on ourselves and, you know, overwhelm to get things done and and to do all of these things within a finite amount of time and energy that we have. So to make that decision to run your life in line with whatever's happening and Mm. I think is really really super special so thank you for sharing that with us Rachel the second thing that I really love as well is the fact that you made your final decision about where you were heading based on wanting to do something purposeful and also Mm. wanting to do something that you really love now I think that a lot of us kind of start out trying to do that but may lose our way a little bit um, on the way So in terms of that, in terms of, you know, you said that you sat with that decision for a while, which was amazing as well. You just Mm -hmm. didn't rush into anything. Mm -hmm. What kind of tips or advice could you give someone who is thinking that, yes, they want to change what they're doing or perhaps that they have lost their way a little bit in terms of what they're doing and they don't love it as much anymore? Is there something that we should start doing first yeah and I I I ponder this question a lot and I like I I'm a bit of a deep thinker um probably don't come across like that on the surface but I love my reflection time like I it's just part of my personality that if I don't have that that processing like I'm it's a huge introvert thing I think but I've thought about this a lot and I think people are searching for a purpose. You know, we want our we want our lives to mean something. Like we want to, you know, we want it, we inherently, I believe, all of us want to do good. And 
some people like I see like I don't know why I'm here like I don't know what my purpose is I don't know what to do like I don't know I want to start a business but I don't know what to do or I need to find that purpose or that passion but I think like we're all called to do different things and some people are called to to be insta famous and have that kind of impact and that's fine Um, But if your purpose is like feels a little smaller, that's okay because it's all about the butterfly effect and and having an impact in in the way that feels good for you with the gifts and talents that you have got. So my like my advice or my I guess my I don't know, I don't want to call it advice because I'm not a guru. (laughs) It's just sort of how I work it out for myself is really just to think about what you like, what, what you enjoy doing, what you are naturally good at like just something that comes naturally to you like it, it feels weird to say oh, I'm good at this because you know again we don't want to pump ourselves up I don't know why we have an issue with you know talking about what we're good at <laughs> and just getting out there and helping someone like that's all that you know think about those three things like how you enjoy helping people who you like to help the most what you love doing like things that you love doing and what you're naturally good at and you might sort of find that there's a bit of a pattern that forms with that and and sort of just explore I guess like you know just you got to take that first step and if it's wrong you'll know you'll soon know if it's wrong and then you just got to keep that taking those small steps and go okay this feels good I'll take another step Beautiful, beautiful tips. And I think also, and your story demonstrated this as well, that you can love something and have these beautiful different pathways, can't you? Like, you know, it's not just about a destination of finding your purpose and therefore, you know, once you've found it, tick the box, great. Yeah. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm going to do this for forever That's and ever. That. Yeah. I've always found that, you know, like you teaching has been a, a huge part of my life. And, you know, when I was um, young, I thought I was going to become a primary school teacher, but, you know, I, I find that in my whole entire life, I have taught in different ways, whether it yeah. was my full-time mum life and, you know, you, you spend time teaching your children things or whether mm-hmm. it's in an online business space where you're teaching other people things. Yeah, your purpose doesn't have to be a final destination. I think that you get an opportunity to explore it along the way as well. So, yeah, so thank you for that. Um, We are here today to talk about branding and I think that understanding your purpose and things like vision is also very important when we come to talk about branding and branding strategy in particular as well. Yeah. So I know that you have, like I said, in in your bio, in the introduction, you have a beautiful brand foundation and strategy program and yeah. a membership as well. So in those two things, I, yeah. I guess, what do you teach in order to for people to understand the very first steps of brand strategy? Because it can be a big, huge, you know, confusing thing, just like content strategy. So how do you yeah. begin to break that down for people? Yeah. And I think that like you touched on a really good point there is that it feels big because it's, it's unfamiliar. Like anything that's unfamiliar is going to feel just overwhelming at the start. And so that's why I really believe in breaking things down and keeping them really simple. So brand alchemy as a program is just, it's just distilled and simplified information. Like there's no complicated jargon There's no real like in-depth marketing exercises. Like it's just, 
it's easy to follow. And so I just wanted to put that out there first because it like thing it's it's totally understanding. Like I see it all the time that people think that they're not ready for brand strategy. Like I'll invest in that in a few years time when my business gets going. It's like, well, your business is actually going to be much more fruitful and more enjoyable if you put your brand strategy in place from the beginning. Um, And part of doing that is, as you touched on, to set a clear vision. So I call it the end game. It's like, what's the end game? Like, what's the whole point of this? Like, what's it going to look like? And for me, like I'm big on life integration, like like work-life balance. So it's kind of like, well, how is that? You know, some people have cast these big visions about what they think that it needs to look like when in reality, you have to sort of think like, realistically what's this what's this success look like for this brand and once you have that in place then you can sort of work backwards so it's also being able to then make confident confident decisions moving towards that particular end point Um, and you know you said it before that things do evolve and things change we evolve and that's fine but without you know a map to follow it gets very tricky and we end up like off course. So we can re-navigate, you know, we do that all the time in the branding hub. We do brand reviews and we're like, okay, I'm tracking here. Is that still where I want to be going and how can I recalibrate? So that's the first step um, because once you have that, then it makes all of these other stepping stones a lot easier. Mm, I love how you call it the end game. I think that that's a really great um, way of looking at it because sometimes when we use the word vision, it can feel a little bit big and overwhelming. Yeah. And you go, the big vision. It's like, oh. (laughs) And when when that's the first step and you don't quite know or you don't quite understand what it's going to be, then yes, it can be quite overwhelming. So I love how you talk about the end game. So, what Mm. is that that kind of thing that we're heading towards and how are we actually tracking along the way? as well is something else that I just picked up from what you said I think the tracking is really important when it comes to any part of our business to see Mm -hmm. how we're going because if we are off track it's we can kind of get on to it quicker and get us back us back on track than if we just leave it so I love that as well yeah so so once we have our vision what's kind of like the next thing that we need to think of when it comes to our brand strategy yeah so I mean, just to, for a little bit of, I guess, understanding so everyone's on the same page, your brand is it, like a lot, there's a misconception that your brand is your logo and your colors and your fonts, but it's mm-hmm. actually, they're just a way that you're communicating your brand message. Like they're identifiers for your brand to become, you know, more memorable, more recognizable. Your brand is actually how your audience are thinking and feeling about your offer. Like it's actually your reputation. It's a gut feeling. And, you know, the goal is to lead your cust- your potential customers to a point where they trust you enough that they will make a purchase and they will keep coming back for more. So that's like brand, the philosophy of the way I do branding in a couple of sentences. But to shape a reputation, you have to be known for something. Like you can't just be some like just wishy-washy random vanilla, like we're for everyone and we do everything because you're you're not, that's not memorable. That's just that, well, that's forgettable. So, so the next step is to know what you stand for. It's kind of like, and to work this out, you kind of have to think about, okay, well, like, I know that this is my product or this is my offer, but what am I, like, what am I fighting against? Like, what's, you know, what's something that people are, you know, are are worried about or fearing in relation to how I'm going to fix their problem? 
Um, and that can help like that can sort of because it's like that's a bit of a big question too like what do you stand for it's like so to sort of start to think about that like the thing that I um that I ask people when I present a free masterclass is quite often what is the one thing that you would want people to be saying about your brand like what is the one thing that you would want to be known for in your space and then once you identify that the next step is to amplify it so like everything in your brand should point to that thing I'm loving this. I'm loving this so much, Rachel, because I can see how exactly this feeds into content and content Mm. strategy as well, because, you know, I also teach that it's really important to understand what you stand for, uh, what your core beliefs are and what you stand against as as well. And bringing that you to your business, uh, whether it's brand from a brand perspective or a content perspective is really going to help you be seen as that perceived authority and really shine a light on what that point of differentiation is is for you as well. So I really love that, that it's part of the brand strategy as well. So once we amplify that, once we understand, you know, who we are, what we stand for, and we can amplify that, what, what do we need to focus on next? Yeah. So once we have that, um, the next step is really, and there's lots of other, like there's smaller exercises that go along with all of this, but mm-hmm. the next big step is to really intimately get to know who your perfect customer would be mm-hmm. because people don't necessarily want to buy your product or your service like there's like we know that the whole everything is saturated right now like there obviously are some brands that monopolize different marketplaces but you can base like you can go like what's the difference between the different types of coke like um cola I should say you know like it's it's not necessarily because they all taste the same they all look the same it's not necessarily buying the product it's like you know you want the product but you're buying the brand and so people are saying like what does this brand say about me what's what are people going to think of me when they see me wearing this you know this Lorna Jane t-shirt or how am I going to feel once I you know have this um car like I don't know once I I don't know whatever whatever brand it is and include and you can sort of you know if if you embody that kind of way of thinking when it comes to your own brand and don't get caught up in like, oh, I'm just a small business from home or nobody's going to think of my brand like that. It's like you're not going to get anywhere if you think like that. You need to think like about your brand like those big brands do. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can sort of think, get into the head of that one perfect person who's going to be the one that says that's what I want to to represent me basically. Mm -hmm. Mm. And not only that is what I want to represent me, but that's who I want to work with to represent me as well. Yeah, so I yeah. Love that. So if yeah. you're in the service based, it's a little different, but same. Like mm. I, um, you know, I'm not one to toot my own horn. This is just an example. <laughs> so, so bad. Um, but I've had so many people say to me, like, working with you is on my vision board, and mm. like that's such a huge compliment. And but also to me, like that just for my brand, like to have that kind of reputation that people would wait to work with me is just mind blowing. And it's so exciting. And I want that for everyone. Like, it's just, it's beautiful. Oh, I love that as well. That is so beautiful. Um, Mm. So once we kind of understand who we are and who we're speaking to, how do we actually translate that into something maybe a little bit more tangible? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so what we do is, we work a lot with things like so this at this point in the the stage of the branding process is when we would start 
coming up with the color palette and thinking about how we're actually going to be communicating our our brand, like communicating our difference and communicating how we help this particular person, how we're going to appeal to them. So um, we would tap into things like color psychology and um, even font psychology and, you know, how our imagery is tying together and what the content is of that. Like how are we going to tell a story through our, um, through our photography? We're looking at um, tone of voice and the language that we're using. Like we will just dissect keywords and um, think about all these kind of words that we can infuse into our content and our marketing that are going to create a feeling, like create a vibe and evoke some kind of emotional response because emotional emotions is how we're going to get remembered. Like if we're kind of, you know, evoking memory and recall or, you know, nostalgic feelings or smells even, we can sort of, yeah, become more memorable and, and create a connection with that perfect person. So we're aligning every single thing that we're doing in our marketing to that one perfect person. Absolutely. And I can I can really see how um, having a brand strategy in place is really going to help you amplify, using your word, amplify your content and the, the uh, success of your content as well, because we're really focusing on not only us, but our ideal client once again, and then bringing that to life through our content, through yeah. all of these amazing things, such as, you know, the, the visual side of things, but also the tone of voice. I think that that's yeah. really important as well. So I really, really love that. Now, yeah. Rachel, I know that you have an amazing resource that can help people with this and going yeah. through those, those steps. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's, um, it's called Branding Success Blueprint. So it includes all of those so that the the sixth step is to um to stick to your guidelines like to stick to your strategy because people get distracted a lot (laughs) and they get worried they get in their own head about oh they've seen this a lot or you know I'm tired of my color palette and it's like that's the thing that's that consistency is like what people love and what humans as humans we love that we you know we love that reliability and consistency so um, that's my final point, but you can get all of those six steps in a free download um, from my website or the link in my bio on my Instagram account. Um, it's basically everywhere. <laughs> and so, yeah, in that blueprint, I sort of give a description of how and why you need each of those um, points and a bit of a checklist to get you on your way. Awesome. So I'll make sure that I include that in the show notes so everyone can get a copy of that, Rachel. I also would love for you to talk a little bit about how people can work with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I guess first and foremost, I work one-on-one with people and I sort of take you through this whole in-depth process. Um, we, we discover your brand together and I will help you with all of your brand positioning, all of the marketing stuff <laughs> that goes along with that. Um, and then we would use that to shape yeah, your whole brand personality with color palettes and illustrations and um, really make your brand stand out, particularly online. Um, like it's quite difficult and it's really important to to have that initial like amazing aesthetic impression online. So that's what I do with my clients first and foremost. But so we also have Brand Alchemy, which is a self-paced version of that. So if you are a startup or in the early stages and you've done not done any brand work before, or maybe you've done a few things and you know that something's missing and you know you need to fill in the gaps, Brand Alchemy is going to blow your mind and change your life, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, and that is available online anytime from my website. 
I do run it live a few times a year. I've just wrapped up a live round where you can have my support so you can join the waitlist for that. Um, and then following on from that is my monthly membership called The Branding Hub. So I support my beautiful members with custom like graphics and illustrations and templates to support their content. Um, and growing their brand to make it a lot easier for them. And we also have these amazing, beautiful, connected coaching calls as well. So there's a few other things, but that's probably the main things. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'll make sure that I put the uh, links to those in the show notes. Now, Rachel, I'm all about women owning and using their superpowers. Mm. So what would you say is your superpower? Oh, my goodness. Well, I... I believe that it is helping other people to see their own potential and to help them find that confidence and self-belief that they're seeking to make their dream come true. And I know that's a little deep and it's probably not what you expected, um, but I've done a lot of work on this recently. <laughs> and I, yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and before we wrap up today, do you have any final parting words of wisdom? Oh, that's a big question. It is, I know. And you probably have so many different pieces of wisdom that you could give us, but just leave us with one. Well, I guess from a branding point of view is to don't put it off. You know, having a professional, impactful brand is going to change your business. Like it's very difficult to measure from a facts and figures point of view, but it will have a profound impact, not on only on your confidence in able to sell your products or services, um, but also feeling more connected and aligned and also just attracting the right people to your to your product. So don't put it off. Um, if it's something that's been on your radar, get in there and do the work because it will definitely pay off. And it'll change the direction of your entire business, no doubt as well. Yeah, absolutely can. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Rachel, and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. I loved it. Loved it so much. Thanks, Mel. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at meldbusiness. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the Content Effect, my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the Content Effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Pop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content. Bye.